Welcome to Movie Interrupted, a podcast where chats about our favourite films keep getting interrupted by the phone ringing. I'm Luke Ryan, and if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Wimbledon Tournament is one of the oldest and arguably the most prestigious tennis events in the world. And just last Sunday, July the 3rd, Wimbledon celebrated 100 years of centre court action. Now, what's the perfect movie to watch during tennis matches? But the 2004 romantic comedy, Wimbledon. The movie stars Paul Bettany as Peter Colt and Kirsten Dunst as the tennis pro Lizzie Bradbury. Taking inspiration from A Star Is Born, Wimbledon tells the story of a rising star and a fading one. The whole story centres around Peter's wild card at Wimbledon and his vow that win or lose, he'll retire from the pro circuit after this tournament. You would expect that a film released in 2004 would be dated and cringy, but Wimbledon is anything but. It's an enjoyable film about nice people. There's no real villain to overcome but themselves. The chemistry between our two characters is really strong and is able to withstand some of the poor or lovey moments. The addition of the comet seeming to mark the beginning and potential end of their relationship is a particular on-the-nose element. Even so, you can't help but be swept away by the charm of Paul Bettany, who is channeling his inner Hugh Grant. Kirsten Dunst is effective in her character. She's driven, a driven sports star, striving to live up to her potential with the father trope nearby to keep her on track. Lizzie's inconsistency is a little bit of a flaw in the film. She's constantly being pulled between love and tennis, but seems to waver so quickly. She's impulsive, aggressive one moment, and timid the next. It's like the film doesn't think we will go for a strong woman, and so backtracks slightly with every step forward. It's an interesting dynamic as Peter is played as a a gentle character. And you would think that Bradbury being so strong could possibly steamroll him. However, the film manages to avoid this path in a rather bumpy way. Don't you think this is so extraordinary? No embarrassment, no fear. She makes a decision, she goes for it. All pistons firing. It's a turn on for the rest of us, because most of the time, let's face it, we're all scared shitless. Leaving you? Me? I hate making decisions. Like right now, I'm very, very afraid. And if you don't see that girl again, it's going to mess with your head. It'll screw up your confidence. On the other hand, I'm terrified. I'm petrified that if I tell you where that girl is camped out, her father's going to fire my ass. Where's the girl camped out room? 32 Kensington Place. First floor apartment. I made a decision. The weakest part of this film is the scene where Peter leaves early after spending the night. It's one of those scenes where the girl tells the man to leave, but the man continues to persuade her that he should stay. In the end, he stays and spends the night. Early next morning, he leaves kissing her to start his early day, leaving her to sleep in and prepare for her late start. This puts Lizzie off and ultimately loses her match that day. She blames Peter straight away. But was Peter in the wrong? Should he have woken her up to say goodbye? Perhaps leave a note? I mean, that could have been the least that could have been done. Regardless, I don't think he should have worn the full blame for his loss. But what do you think? 
Where this film really stands up are the tennis scenes. The tennis scenes are the best a film has to offer. Well choreographed and acted with players looking competent and convincing. They make sense visually and dramatically and they invoke the loneliness of a sport where everything depends on one person and one moment in time. The interior monologues allow us to hear Peter talking to himself, psyching himself out, quieting his fears. Is it ridiculous to believe he plays better because he's in love? Of course not. Thank you. Don't choke, don't choke, don't choke, don't choke. Please don't choke, please don't choke, don't choke. I'm not going to choke, damn it. There are a few moments which feel a bit out of place in the film if you focus on them for too long. For instance, Peter's brother Carl, played by James McAvoy, meets a girl in the local betting shop and they hook up. In two separate scenes, the movie implies that Carl, his mate, and two girls have hooked up together in Peter's flat. In a separate scene, we see the foursome sitting, watching the tennis, in their underwear, refueling with pizza. Is the implication that they all got together? Or that they shacked up in separate rooms? It's very heavily implied that they all got together, but glossed over in this romantic comedy. Another one of these scenes is on the court when a ruling from an official comes after Peter complains about a bad call. It's match point, and Peter scores the winning point, winning the championship. But a late call states the ball was out. Now, being 2004, we don't have the technology that tennis has now. And even though we can see the replay on the TV screen, the official ruling stands. In his English glory, Peter declares bollocks and is given an official warning. I don't believe it. That was a terrible call for Colt. What the hell? Look at the chalk line. The ball was definitely in. It was on the line! It was on the line! I'd be torching the stadium about now. Excuse me! The ball was good. 43. Oh, come on, the ball was good. Chalk flew up the whole stadium, sir. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's quite an important point. That's too close for me to overrule. Please resume play. Absolutely not. I'm not playing on this. Complete bollocks. Absolutely bollocks! Code violation. I'm sportsman-like conduct. Warning, Mr. Cole. Very different to the officials dealing with an on-court behaviour of uh, Nick Curios, who is living up to his reputation. We don't see players spitting, swearing, or calling out audience members in this film. Sport films are always better when they're able to pull in current or previous professionals to give the film credibility. And John McEnroe does just that. His familiar voice and commentary helps draw you into the sporting moments, making them substantially stronger than the love story. His comment about burning down the stadium gets me every time. Funny story. As a kid, I came across shows like Blackadder, Benny Hill and such, which regularly use the word bollocks. Thinking it was a hilarious word, it became part of my vocabulary as a kid for the better part of a month until a family friend informed me of the meaning. The embarrassment I felt meant I would never use the word again. Anyway, 
Charming and funny, Wimbledon is a delightful romantic comedy film that's quite inspirational. Kirsten Dunst and Paul Bettany lead the cast and give great performances. The two have good chemistry together and a feel for this type of comedy. However, there are a few subplots that break up the momentum of the film. While Wimbledon has some flaws, overall it's a strong sport movie and an overall heartwarming and entertaining film. Watching it in 2022 still had me cheering at the screen when Peter Colt won the final championship. But what did you think? Thank you for joining me for this week's Movie Interrupted. If you've enjoyed this episode, check out some of our back catalogue or consider leaving a review. This week's question is, did Peter do the wrong thing in leaving early? Join us next week when we'll be talking all things Thor, Love and Thunder. I hope you're enjoying Wimbledon. Bye.